This is The Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report podcast. Super excited to announce uh, today's episode with Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, and most recently, the Smart Podcast Player, and that's what he's really here to talk about. This is his first venture into building an official WordPress plugin for sale, and we're going to talk about his experience as an online and web marketer, right, as he's primarily known as, and what that's like to make that transition into a software company, right? And and it's not going to be just one-off plug-in sales, but he's eventually going to move this into some sort of SaaS app uh, that has monthly recurring, uh, monthly probably uh, overhead of like storage uh, of audio, video. We're going to talk about all that stuff in the podcast, so super excited um, to, to have this opportunity to sit down with Pat. Uh, many of you might know, if you do follow Pat, that he is sort of the uh, every man's marketer, I guess. Uh, he's he's not sort of high flying and flashy and and all that kind of stuff. But he's very down to earth. He tells a great story. Uh, he brings his personality into marketing, which is why I think he's been so successful, right? And that's one of the things I really applaud him for. But we do uh, uh, get into talking about what it's like to try to steer yourself away from that flashy marketing and and why people do it, but why so many of us are becoming numb to this kind of uh, marketing uh, person, right? So we've been sort of diluted with a lot of the spend five bucks and make a million dollars in a weekend. Uh, We really want to get down to uh, better quality people and not just better quality product, right? So we talk about that. That was a fun, uh, real fun uh, discussion, uh, as you can imagine. And then we also talk about sort of his, his entry into WordPress and what WordPress means to him as a marketer, as somebody who helps run his business, right? So he, he doesn't know any other platform out there that could, could do what WordPress does for, for his business, for, from, the, from all the way from day one to being able to blog with WordPress to now being able to leverage WordPress uh, as a platform to build product with. And uh, another great uh, insight uh, is in that as well. Uh, so that is that. I really hope you enjoy this episode with Pat Flynn. And always want to give you an update to what's going on with the Matt Report. So if you can leave a five-star review in iTunes, that helps tremendously, especially when I'm up against sort of the entrepreneurs and business-minded people like a Pat Flynn. It'll help us get found a little bit better in iTunes. So I do appreciate any of the five-star reviews that you leave. Uh, if, of course, if you like the podcast. So if you're learning stuff uh, specifically about running a WordPress business, uh, be it as, a, as an entrepreneur or somebody who's tuning in because they just want to know what it's, what it's like to run a WooCommerce store for their own sort of brick and mortar thing. That's awesome. I'd love to hear you uh, and hear your review on, on iTunes. So go ahead and, and leave a five-star review there. That'd be great. Matterport Pro has a special announcement. Uh, for the next two weeks, we're running a special, which is right around the WordCamp New York, which I'll be at. So if you're there, uh, do get in touch. But we're running a $400 care package that comes with the Matterport Pro uh, annual plan uh, and then a $100 discount if you want to sign up for the intensive, which is a, a consulting and sort of coaching boot camp plan for running your WordPress business. Um, both can be found at matterport.com join. 
And when you do check out, use the promo code WCNYC2014. Uh, and this is only good for up to 10 uh, folks who are going to uh, sign up for this. You're going to get a $400 care package worth of one-year hosting of any shared SiteGround plan from the great folks over at SiteGround. Uh, they they have a, an awesome shared hosting WordPress service. I love their support. I, I can't uh, you know praise them enough about their support. It's the, like the number one uh, go-to system I've ever I've ever seen, and I've been in the hosting uh, world for the last ten years, and it, it is just tremendous. They do a great job, uh, so I can't thank them enough for that for offering this one year of hosting uh, with uh, a Matterport Pro annual or intensive plan. And then you're going to get a copy of our Modern Business Pro, uh, which is a great theme for launching uh, any of your client sites, maybe even your own site, uh, launching into the into the wild, wild, wild web. Uh, it's a great theme for that. And then a f- uh, version of uh, our conductor plugin, which hasn't really been announced yet, but we're sort of making the announcement around WordCamp New York. It's a great way to uh, make it easier uh, to publish content on the front end of your WordPress site. Great for client projects, and I'm super excited to get that out into the wild. So that's around $400 worth of value, especially depending on what plan you pick over at SiteGround, and you get that uh, for free once you sign up for a Matt Report Pro annual or intensive plan. And again, the intensive plan is $100 off during this two-week promotion. Uh, use the promo code WCNYC2014 at checkout, and you'll get all the information about getting that care package. And the best benefit is diving into the Matt Report Pro community and getting uh, connected with all of us WordPress entrepreneurs looking to get better at our WordPress business, asking for advice, monthly mastermind calls, tips, advice, things like that, all centered around a members-only forum uh, within the site. So check it out again, matreport.com slash join, WCNYC 2014 promo code. And without further ado, let's get on to talking to Pat Flynn. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. Uh, as always, your host, Matt, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. And I'm super excited today uh, to have Pat Flynn on from Smart Passive Income. Pat, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for having me, Matt. Um, for the folks who don't know you, which doesn't know you nowadays, but anyway, <laughs> give us the two-minute elevator pitch, who you are and what you do. Sure. I mean, there's uh, there's a ton of people who don't know who I am, so nice to meet you guys. Uh, I blog at smartpassiveincome.com. That's sort of what I've become known for. I'm an author, speaker, blogger, and a podcaster as well. I have a podcast that's been doing really well, just actually passed 9 million downloads. I also have a second podcast called Ask Pat, which is a five-day-a-week show where people send in voicemail questions and I answer them. And, uh, you know, it's going really well. But I didn't start with smartpassiveincome.com. I actually started with a site that was helping people pass and examine the architecture industry. And that took off like mad. Uh, and fortunately, that was right after I got laid off. So it worked out really well. And I wanted to showcase everything I had done on that site to uh, make it a success on smartpassiveincome.com. And because I really had no intention of ever turning that into a business, um, it turned out into a really great business. I actually just started talking about everything, all the wins, losses, things I did right, things I did wrong. A lot of people love the parts I do wrong, but whatever the case may be, it's always a lesson for everybody. And so I'm just, I've become known as a sort of un- authentic, transparent guy in this sort of online marketing space, which is traditionally sort of a dirty, sort of scammy sort of place. So I'm sort of trying to bring new light to this arena and, and show people that you can generate an income online um, doing legit things. and just you, you, 
what you've done is you've stolen my first question before I could even get to it. Oh, I, see. <laughs> you, must, you must be reading off my list. But I, one of the questions I have is uh, what differentiates you from the typical web marketer, right? For folks that know me and my audience, I grew up as a car salesman. So you think web marketers have it bad. I'm a car, or I was a car salesman before I started this stuff. There was a whole other stigma wrapped around that. But it was a family-owned dealership, and we didn't do things like the big guys did. So the big guys were super pressure. Let's get this deal done. We're not giving you your keys back, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was very much handshake. Let's do a really good job, and let's get you this car. What about you? What, what differentiates you from that typical web marketer? I mean, it's interesting because when I started, I actually, the site that I had built for the architecture exam, um, I had created that just for myself. I, I, I was just writing my notes on that website, and um, I, the only intention behind that was so I could study while traveling. I passed the test, just let it sit there, and what I found out was months later after I got laid off that thousands of people were actually visiting that site too without me even knowing it. And that's kind of when I learned to, well, I got connected with people who were in online business who I admired and were doing it what I felt the right way. And they suggested that I write this ebook, a study guide, and I did that. And that sort of changed my whole perspective of doing online business in a way that was actually, you know, first and foremost, it's all about your audience. Who, what do they want? What solutions can you build for them? For me, it was a guide to help them pr pass this exam. And not only was I making money by providing the value, but I was getting these legitimate, like, long thank you notes and letters from people for how much time and, uh, you know, uh, money I've saved them uh, as a result of doing that. So that sort of taught me that, you know, going into this online marketing space, that all I need to do is just focus on my audience and do whatever I can to help them serve your audience and be rewarded as a result. And so I've done a lot of different things sort of along those same lines. Uh, one of the things I do that a lot of people know me for are my monthly income reports. I share monthly down to the penny how much I make online and where it comes from and that sort of sort of took the industry by storm a little bit. I actually also put a lot of my personality into my my brand. You know, a lot of people know that I'm a father, that I like fantasy football, that I'm scared of spiders, like all stuff that like you wouldn't think matters for online business, but it, it completely matters for building a relationship. Therefore, it actually matters 100% for my business because really it starts with that relationship and then the trust. And then because of that, I mean, I am a terrible salesman. I am not a good copywriter, so I rely on really just trying to build that relationship first and letting my results do the selling for me. Yeah, absolutely. Getting your team ready, it's next week, right? You have to start... Uh... Doing the draft? Yep, already, yep. Already uh, <laughs> signed up to all the top sites and listened to all the podcasts. <laughs> nice, nice, awesome stuff. I, a uh, while back, interviewed James Schramko. Um, and fast business, yeah. Yep, and we, and we talked about, uh, you know, scaling a business and uh, scaling an internet business and talked about putting things into play like automation, uh, virtual teams, all that kind of thing. Uh you're just I what I'm what I'm guessing is you're just getting into that, right? You've recently hired a virtual agent to kind of help you along the way. Well, uh, I've had I, I've hired uh, virtual assistants overseas for quite a while. I've had those for for a few years. Actually, um, just last year, I had to stop using them because the projects I had them working on weren't going anymore. And th that was a great experience, you know, working with people from from the Philippines to be specific. I mean, they did their work on time and great. The 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 incredible thing about that was though they they did everything I told them, but nothing more. So, you know, I always felt like I had to figure out what else to give them, you know, and it was actually sort of counterintuitive. You know, I hired them so I wouldn't have to do work, but I felt like I had to work even more to make sure that they had work to do. Um, I've recently been hiring people local um, 
and paying them a lot more money though, of course, but um, I've, I've been getting much better results in terms of really feeling like they're a part of the team. Like they want the business to succeed. They feel like they're a part of it. When it does well, they feel great. When it's not doing well, they do what they can to help out. They suggest things that I don't even think about and I love that. I completely love that. And I have a team of about uh, four or five people, not employees, but they're on working with me on a per project basis and it's just been working out really well. One guy in particular, I he's sort of become my producer, so I sort of dream up and, and come up with this awesome stuff, and then he's the one who helps to hire the right people to get that awesome stuff created. And one of those things was, uh, the most recent was this plugin that I created for WordPress called the Smart Podcast Player. Awesome, awesome. We love producers around here. They are the uh, they, they are the support. They are the foundation, right? They are. Um, I want to talk about the plugin. Before I do, I want to put you on the spot for just a little bit. Okay. Um, few. I forget if it's been a few months back or something like that. But let me let me preface this. It, it's this is a this is a stumble that you had that everybody loves to hear how you recovered. Um, in this industry, in web in the WordPress space with web marketers, there's so much stuff that's out there that these web marketers are building. That's you know flat out just I have no other way to put it. Just crap products, right? Especially for WordPress, it's bloated. Mm -hmm. It breaks. The code is terrible. They're not engineers. They've hired somebody through Odesk. Um, and that's okay because they're selling to folks who maybe not don't have a lot of money to invest. A few months back, your site either got hacked or went down for a week or so, and you lost a ton of money right, while your site was down. And I remember, I remember you pulling your hair out virtually on the web. <laughs> so my question to you is, did you learn your lesson to put in quality work around technology, around WordPress from that? Or had you always been doing that, or this is just a fluke? I mean, it's sort of both. I mean, I when you said you know the stumbling point, I was trying to figure out which one because there's been a billion <laughs> of them along the way. But that was a great one. I remember um, I actually went up to San Francisco to do some filming for a book that I was doing, and uh, that's when I found out. And so I wasn't even in my home office, and the site was down for a week. Not just my main site, but other sites that were hosted on the same account, and I lost about. Twelve to fifteen thousand dollars as a result, estimated. Um, luckily, I had insurance, and they helped pay back a little bit. But even that process was probably a waste of time in terms of how much money I ended up making versus how much time I put in to get that back. But anyway, I learned my lesson, and I hired some people. Actually, it was it was actually worked out really well because I had because I had publicly talked about this, um, and um, a guy who runs an IT division at a university contacted me. He was like, Pat. Like, I love what you do. I want to help out. I want to get everything in place so that this never happens again. Um, for those of you watching, I, I was, uh, what is it called, a, a D, D, DDoS attack, yes. you yep. know? Um, and so it was just, you know, he put the systems in place so that would never happen again and made things a lot more secure, got me hooked up to the right servers. You know, I was a little disappointed in the company that I was hosting with uh, for a while. You know, it was a, it was a dedicated server, and, you know, they just stumbled on the customer service part. And, you know, they were great up to then, and they've done a lot of wonderful work for other people. It was just I couldn't handle the lack of customers. I, they just dropped the ball that one time. So I moved on, and I'm, I'm, I'm hosted with now Linode. Um, and, you know, apparently there's no cPanel or all this other stuff that I knew how to do before, which means I, I have to have somebody to help me. And I'm so glad because now I can really focus on what I should be focusing on my, in my business. And this person can do what he does best, which is make the site fast, make it secure, just make sure everything's up and running. I mean, we even have uh, apparently systems in place where if the site goes down, um, it'll still be up because it's just doubled up somewhere else and you know, all this cool stuff. So 
you know, for, for how much money I was making at the time and how much money I could have potentially lost, I should have known to do that stuff earlier. So I was more reactive than proactive. Yeah, I asked that question because folks, uh, and if you don't know this, you're about to you're about to experience this. The WordPress community, they they're like attack dogs, right? So they see things not done right the WordPress way. Right. People are like, no, that's not done right. Use something else. On the flip side, the people who use WordPress, right, and that adopt it, marketers, small business owners, they're looking for the quick sort of quick fix, either free this or five dollar that that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So they're they're taking these shortcuts, and a lot of the people in our audience they want to educate people to invest a little bit more uh, in what they choose for their technology for their WordPress site, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, when you rely on your website to for your business or for your income, I mean, it only makes sense to protect it because if at any moment, just like with the snap of a finger, it can go down, and that's every. I mean, that's like your food on your table, right? Yep. So it only makes sense to do that. It's just we're always, as human beings, just more reactive than proactive. Yeah. So let's talk about your shift now into technology. And I'm, and I'm kind of interested to know if this is the next level for web marketers. Is it is it building software? Is it building technology? You've rolled out an app uh, for your site. Mm -hmm. Now you're rolling out uh, the smart podcast player, which I'm going to drop into the, sh the video right here, this nifty little Google app. So you're rolling out this new technology. Is this the next frontier for, for us web marketers? And, and how are you going about that? How did you come up with this crazy idea? Well, with the plugin specifically, I mean, t typically it's just stuff that I need myself. And then when I show off what, ha what I what I prepared for myself, people want that as well, you know, the people in my audience. And so with the plugin specifically, you know, I had created this new show, Ask Pat, which was a five-day week show, and I wanted a player on there that would make it easy for people to go from episode to episode, to share each episode, and to see all the notes, you know, and all that stuff, as opposed to traditionally what podcasters do is they create a specific blog post for one specific episode, and to get to the other episodes, you kind of have to go back or go into the categories, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't promote listening to more episodes. So this podcast player was built custom for me by my developer. It was great, and then I guess started getting all these uh, people contacting me and saying, hey, I want that. Where can I get it? I'm like, sorry. Like, I know it's just custom built, and after, you know, 20 of these came in, I was like, whoa, okay this is a business opportunity here. And so we turned it into what it was, just custom code into a WordPress plugin. And uh, we launched the first beta release last month uh, to 250 licenses, and it was capped specifically for a very good reason, and I'm glad we did that because there were bugs and there were things we had to squish. And, uh, you know, I think that the, you know, it worked out really well because even though people had issues, we, we had said, okay, this is a beta version, there's going to be bugs, but you'll get in early, this is a discount price because it's beta, but you're also helping to shape the future of this. You can help determine what features can be added. So we did a very, what they call MVP launch with a minimum viable product, and it worked out really, really well. We have our second rollout next uh, month, or actually, yeah, early next month. So in terms of marketing, we're sort of taking a Facebook campus approach to, to marketing this because it's it's sort of very new to this industry. Yes, there are players out there available, but nothing like this. So what we're doing is we're, we're sort of going from podcast community to podcast community, you know, and, and just rolling it out that way and limiting it, again, not to, um, you know, hold back how much money we could potentially make, but to potentially make more money down the road so mm -hmm. we could work closely with those groups of people and also to, to make sure our customer service uh, people are, you know, not overwhelmed too. That was a big part. You know, I, 
before we launched this, I, I told my team, guys, we really need to make sure that when people send in a question, and they will, or if they have bugs, that they get their email at least answered right away saying, hey, guys, we're on this, and then secondly, followed up to, to solve their problems. And um, I think it was Zig Ziglar or somebody who said, um, you know, an, an, uh, an upset customer is a great opportunity. And, and, and there were studies done, people who go to hotels, for example, they, perf they, they gave hotels better ratings when something went wrong and the customer service came back and, and corrected it as opposed to just when everything went right. So I really wanted to focus on the customer service. That's what I know in my experience getting premium plugins from some other people that I wish was better. So I really want to make sure that was in place. And so far, uh, the experiences have been great. And because we're rolling it out slowly, we're able to build our team um, sort of in parallel with that and not just dump way too many uh, inquiries um, on them at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's it's tremendous advice. Um, what's something that a lot of folks e that have even been doing this for years now don't realize that the sort of the closed beta uh, approach, uh, limiting it, uh, you know, you want to get it out there, you hear of MVP, and then you hear of like launch and iterate, and I think Clay Collins just talked about that on your latest episode, mm -hmm. uh, about scratching your own itch to, to build this thing and then to launch and then to iterate. He talked about uh, uh, the minimal viable audience, which Brian Clark, a former guest on the show, talked about as well. The, uh, have you, have you, has the plugin development maybe gone in a different direction, also known as like scope creep, when you started to allow other people to, to use it and they started requesting features? How have you been handling that? Uh, well, we've been obviously taking in all those ideas and saying, you know, we appreciate this, but we also have to understand that we can't roll out with all the features at the same time. What Clay mentioned in that episode, uh, number 119, which is which is fantastic and perfect timing for us, actually, was uh, he also talked about the minimum marketable event, um, which is really cool. So instead of just sort of waiting forever and then dumping a ton of features on, on people, it's like every time you roll out with a new feature, and lead pages did this, and this is why they've grown to 25,000 recurring paying customers, uh, um, you know, it's ridiculous how big they've grown. But every time you come out with a new feature, you, you, you share it and you make it public. And people who maybe were on the fence would be convinced at that point. And if not, maybe it's the next feature. And people who are in there will see how much you are actually continuing to improve the product based on the feedback from the people that are in there as well, which I think is really cool. Um, Along the same lines, you know, we're talking about marketing this, this plugin. You know, it's very new. It's beta. The beta are the, – the beta – sort of users are getting sort of a lifetime uh, access and updates, which is, you know, I talked to some people who are in the plugin space. They said, you know, be careful with giving away lifetime for people because as WordPress continues to iterate, as the plugin continues to iterate, things are going to break. People are going to be, you know, tagging us customer service. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a buddy who created a plugin four years ago, and he did Lifetime, and he's still answering questions from people who purchased four years ago who aren't paying a dime anymore. So the, the suggested thing, and this was something my team and I had a discussion about this morning, was to have a yearly sort of subscription to it. And then if people renew, give them a discount for renewing. So, you know, X dollars a year, but then the next year it's X, uh, you know, it's 50% of that. Um, and so, you know, we won't see any... Uh, and we, we won't see that income until a year later, but after a year, it starts to stack. And so it could be huge. And of course, if we're growing customer service and we're trying to put the right personnel in place, it only makes sense to do that. I think it's okay to charge a recurring payment if they get something as a result of continuing to pay. Um, an info product, for example, might be different. You know, It's just that information in one place moment in time. 
doesn't make sense to to pay over and over again for something that's not really changing if it's not. So yeah. that, that's the kind of approach we're taking now, I think. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, for the last, you know, four to six months, that's all the chatter in the in the WordPress community uh, of other product entrepreneurs and theme and plugin authors mm-hmm. is it's the business is no longer sustainable when it's 50 bucks for a lifetime. Right. Um, and it has really, you know, chopped off the bottom half of, of the market because now customers are just used to that. They're used to either free or 20 bucks for their entire life. And it's like, how right. could you expect this to even... Like, how could you come knocking on my door four years after and you only paid me 20 bucks? <laughs> it's impossible. Right, right. It's crazy. So I think the idea for us now, and I think just the general theme in, in, in this industry in whole, is just to completely over-deliver, provide tons of value, and, and continually keep people, you know, in tune with what the what your software is doing, that you are continually upgrading it. That sort of justifies the recurring payment. You want to get it to a point where people would be silly not to renew, right? Like people need it. And if they don't continue to pay, well, it it would just, they would lose whatever they had worked on. So uh, that's the kind of approach we're taking. You know, I'm, I'm new to this sort of plugin space and um, the software stuff. It's, it's so fun though. I mean, coming from in the internet marketing space where everybody's selling information, right? And, and the courses and eBooks and things like that. Um, I have yet to, to, to truly do that, um, although I've done bits and pieces of that before. But honestly, the software stuff, it's so fulfilling because the next day after I sold those 250 licenses, I saw it already on people's sites. And I got emails from people saying, this is awesome. Like, look how cool the show looks. Like, that was so fulfilling. And, you know, with information, people have to buy it. They have to consume it. Then they have to put it into action. Only a certain percentage of people get up to that point. And even then... It takes time for people to get results, and not everybody will get the same results. Um, with software, though, I mean, it's, it's it's awesome. So I think, going back to your original question, is this sort of where things are headed? I, I think so, but it worries me a little bit because I don't want everybody to think it's it's quite as easy as just putting a blog up and starting to write. You know, this is, if you want this to work, um, and I found this out very quickly, you have to put a lot of work, time, and money into it to make sure the user experience is, is amazing. Um, so, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to attempt this and, and completely fail because they are trying to make the quick buck. And yeah. I don't think that, that that's how you should approach it if you really want to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a mutual friend, David Simon Garland, um, yeah. and he and I have, have talked about that before. He, I mean, he does great with his courses on building a membership site, mm-hmm. but where it falls off for his customers is they have to go and implement this technology. And there's... 20 different membership plugins they can pick. There's the, all the lead capture stuff that they can pick. How do you do that? You can teach them that, and that's great. But then it comes time to implementing it, and that's where it's like, oh, my God, I can't do this. This is impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very tough uh, bridge to cross for, for somebody who's just – or for the for the marketer who's maybe just getting into this, getting that advice. Right, which uh, is where, where I think you know shows like yours are very important, connecting with other people who have done this before, which I've – I've talked to dozens of people who have who have done plugins and software just to get as much information as I can. Um, you know, asking questions like, "What do you wish you had done differently?" <laughs> that question alone just has been thousands of dollars in education in just a few minutes for me. So, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I I really do think, though, um, you know, in terms of software, the the cream will rise to the top. You know, yeah. um, you know, in yeah. all regards. So yeah, th- that that is what the WordPress community is. Uh, we're all holding our breath to see. Uh, the theme shops that sort of live, the plugin shops that sort of live past this 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 point. Mm. Uh, but speaking of something that you would have done differently, is there something you would have done differently up until this point, up until these 250 private licenses? Uh, 
you know, I, I think I've done a great job of building that audience and rapport, which which allowed me to sell out these licenses in in, in under you know 24 hours. Um, I think we did everything spot on. I, I I've been really impressed with the team and you know the advice I've gotten. It's it's all it's all worked. Um, I I think you know in terms of, of marketing, we couldn't have done anything better. I mean, we sold out and we're rolling out to another community next uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we should sell out with that too. I think. You know, what are these only, communities? What are these podcasting communities that you're referring to? Is it so, are they like events or are they other 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 influencers? So ah. people like John Lee Dumas, you know, he Got has it. a whole connect, you know, audience of podcasters. So so going from podcast community to podcast community. Um, what, what's really cool, you know, and I'm also happy that we did the minimum viable product because there's, I mean, I'm the type of person who just wants to put every, anything and everything into it. Um, and after reading books like Lean Startup and 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 things like that, I've just kn I just know that that's the, not the right thing to do. So so I'm proud of myself for for not, uh, you know, biting on that. But you know, the, it, there's a lot of cool opportunities here too. And I think um, if if I had done anything, if I would have done anything differently, it would have just been to notice that this was a a potential solution sooner. You know, I waited until a ton of people asked me. If I was if I was smart, I would have gotten that the those first two emails, or even before that, reached out to others to see if it was something that I could potentially market, um, as opposed to just wait and wait and wait and get pinged and pinged and pinged, and then finally the light bulb went off. Um, so so that's I guess a, a thing I would want different. Um, a cool thing about this plugin as well is it's 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 for podcasters. However, there's a lot of people who post audio files online, so we might potentially down the road. Uh, target musicians. You know, every every SoundCloud user, for example, could use this. You know, a track player on their website um, that would promote sharing, and you know, it would be a little bit different where we could put space to have people buy their albums or you know buy individual songs on iTunes. Like so many cool things we could do with this. Um, and again, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do that now, but I know we have to slowly roll this out. So I'm trying to balance rolling it out in a smart way versus you know all the opportunities that are there in front of me. So, and and I see the same thing, and and I and I I have two questions on this part. Uh, one, are you thinking that that the podcast product can scale and grow to like what you see Clay Collins doing today? Like now he's got seventy five employees. You might be thinking with all of these crazy features, you could be selling storage, you could be doing video later on, you could all these crazy things. Do you see hmm. yourself growing into a software company at that level? I, I think so. I, I think software is going to be an integral part of the brand now because it's an easy way, and not necessarily easy in terms of, of building it, but it's a great way to provide solutions for people out there. I mean, there's a lot of things that people wish were easier, and there's a lot of things that I know in the space that I'm in that people wish were easier, and I know I can create those things now with the sort of team I have and using this as sort of a test or a case study for future products and getting the systems in place so the next time we have an idea it'll just roll very smoothly um, you know the whole agile marketing concept uh, and and you know I can see that happening but I also know that I don't want an office building I don't want that kind of lifestyle I don't want 75 employees so you know I am careful because I know a lot of other entrepreneurs who you know they escaped the nine to five they wanted to do their own thing so they can live a better lifestyle and they're working like 18 hours a day and they're not happy. So I got to make sure that I'm always thinking about, okay, what is it that I actually want? What's my end game here? Um, this could also be something I feel uh, that could be sold, you know, sold off to somebody who could take it to that level perhaps. Get an exit uh, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And and with this piece of software individually, with 
other pieces of software I might com- come out with down the road. Uh, you mentioned a video player. That's ob- that's an obvious next level of this particular plugin, um, and that's that's been in discussion as well. And you know, thank you for, for validating that for me. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to go, um, but at the same time, you know, the environments are always changing, and so you know, just focusing on the now and maybe a little bit ahead uh, and not completely too far ahead is, is kind of what I'm doing right now. So, so you're like me. I, we're rolling out a plug-in here about uh, displaying content on, on a WordPress site, and I'm just like you. Like, There's all these things I want to add into it, and my developers are looking at me like, yeah, man, we'll, we'll get to this like a year from now. So what, do you, like, what, what systems are you putting in place or what software do you put in place to keep yourself grounded and just communicate with the team? Uh, well, my... Producer Matt does a great job of just keeping me on check because I'm the one typically that comes up with all these ideas. So I have people who understand this process to help me do that. Um, and when I hear somebody else who's more experienced with it tell me, then I'm like, okay, you're, you're right. But we do have sort of a growing list of, of feature ads and things like that. And we also ping our, our audience and our existing customers to see what it is that should be built next. Um, you know, we're eventually going to get to a point where there's going to be sort of a quick and easy place for people to add in feature uh, requests, but also vote on other people's feature requests. So then we don't even have to do any thinking. It's just right there, okay, this is what should be done next. Um, and I think that's that's the next level as far as getting the... And, and, and the cool thing about that is sort of getting the customers involved makes them more likely to renew uh, it makes them more likely to share because they feel like they're a part of it, uh, and and all those things that go along with you know really creating a, a, a rabid fan base. Mm. One of the questions that came from the pro members, uh, a lot of these folks who are just starting out, they they don't have an audience. They don't. They're not even really blogging daily. Mm. And is there one actionable advice that you would give them to say, look, if you've got this plugin idea or this theme idea, how can they really validate it without being really known? This is before it's even built. This is, bef- I mean, they've they've built it. They're typically how it works is they're building it. They're doing it sort of, you know, part time after their day job, um, mm. but they don't know how to launch it. They don't know really re- where to start or even how to get people to pay attention to them. Uh, do you have one actionable piece of advice for that kind of that kind of person? Well, I think the ideal situation would be when you build it, you would already have, you know, that audience, right? But if you aren't there yet, the next ideal thing would be to have people in place that already help you promote it. Now, to get to that point, you almost sort of want to build it with other influencers, you know, having them add input so, again, they feel like they're a part of it. And, um, you know, if it's if it provides value to them and their audience, then it's going to obviously come back to you in terms of sales, you know, and they can become affiliates and things like that. So, you know, in all business, not just software, but just in my whole life experience and uh, in, in talking with so many other entrepreneurs, the number one thing is just, with the relationships that you have. You really have to go out there and reach out, and it's scary. You, you have to get out of your comfort zone, and you don't want to feel like you're just, you know, trying to befriend people when, honestly, you just want them to help promote your thing. Um, you need to go into it with the idea of you want to help them. And, uh, you know, the law of reciprocity totally comes into play. Uh, it, it totally does. I mean, that's how people like Tim Ferriss got big. He was helping out a ton of people before his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And when he came out with his book, everyone was like, oh, you helped me out. Well, let me help you out. And that's how he got on hundreds of different blogs at the same time and just came, became a New York Times bestseller. So taking that approach, you know, really focusing on who out there can benefit from what you're creating. Show it to them. Ask for feedback. Tell them that you'll hook them up with it, with, with a, a license, you know, after it's done. You know, those sorts of things will help you sort of um, 
get in with those people so they can share it as as well. Um, yeah. I think that that's the sort of eighty twenty there. That's that's the eighty. That's the twenty percent of work that you need to do to get eighty percent of the results. Yeah, one of the things that that we're doing currently is I'm going back from connections that I've made through this podcast and uh, people that I've interviewed and other people I've just met out at at word camps and just knocking on their door and saying, "Hey, here's what we're developing. Can I just can I schedule a fifteen minute Google Hangout with you? I just want to show you what it, what it is, and I just get my feedback from that. And no commitment, no you know." You don't even have to try it out. I mean, let me just show it to you, and I, I want to visually watch the expression on their faces and just listen to their uh, the audible noises. Yeah, and yeah. If, are they really excited about this, or are they just like, yeah, man, good job. I'll see you next month. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a great way to, to to do it. You could also pre honestly, you could almost sort of pre-sell it too. I think a yeah. lot of people people do that more with information products and courses, but you could do that with software too. You could you could even put a little bit of money into some Facebook ads to a sales page that you know you're not selling it, but you're you're building an interest list, and that can sort of validate your idea as well. What I think is really important on you know whether you're just starting out or if you are doing this for a while, is to really understand the language you're using on your sales page and what it is that you're showing that you're doing with their, your particular piece of software. That video that you have showing how it works, the language you use is so important. There's a quote by Jay Abraham um, that is, it's, it's sort of like, if you can define the problem better than your target customer, they will autom automatically assume that you have the solution. Mm. So the trick is just to really understand what it is, the, the pain that they have, that then all of a sudden you swoop in with your solution and your software and it just becomes a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. After all these experiences, are you looking at WordPress, either the platform or the community, in a different way? Uh, something that maybe you weren't privy to before you launched into this stuff, or? Well, I didn't really know what to expect getting in, into the software uh, arena here, and and sort of you know understanding. I didn't understand any of this, and obviously I've had a lot of help. But you know, going into this, I have a newly found respect for everybody who has delivered high quality plugins who is there to help people and you know a lot of people have been doing the plugin thing for free for a lot of people you know Yoast for example he's done an amazing job of helping people building plugins that people absolutely need and as a result of that he's just built a huge fan base and is able to just do whatever he wants now and, and do really well uh, so I've just you know I, I have a, a newly found respect for in particular for, for software developers and for people who are creating the software because I know how, how hard it is and how many variables there are and how many things can go wrong uh, it takes a certain type of person to succeed with this and you know I get inspiration from those who have done it already that's awesome um, one last greedy advice question from <laughs> myself <laughs> uh, before we jump into the last two segments of the uh, of the podcast do you think I'm crazy focusing on WordPress as WordPress entrepreneurs as my audience I go to a lot of other marketing events and they're like you should be talking about web marketing, you should be talking about passive income, and I'm like, no, there are people doing this 10 times better than I am, but no one's talking about WordPress. Am I crazy to focus on this? Uh, in one sense, I, I think it's absolutely smart. You know, the riches are in the niches. Uh, that's that's what they say, and if you know that this is an underserved community, uh, it's it's better to narrow down and talk about you know, talk to these people in their language and, 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 and understand their problems. You know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, if I'm a runner and I'm serious about running and I want to do really well at, the, at my next race and I need a pair of shoes, am I going to go to, you know, Shoe Pavilion where they have all different types of shoes or am I going to go to the Roadrunner store because they're all runners and I can get the best advice, right? So you are here providing the best advice for your people. Um, you know, you're not the Shoe Pavilion. You're not the Walmart. You are 
you know, the athletic shoe store for, you know, people between these ages and these certain genders. Like it's that specific. And when when people on the other end know that you are specifically targeting them, they're gonna uh, more easily connect with you. They're gonna listen to every word that you have to say. So I think it's completely smart. The only thing, and I'm I'm I don't believe this. Well, I I it, it's just something we all have to worry about. You know, when you build your business relying on another third-party platform, it's always you're always playing on with danger, right? Because uh, all of a sudden, maybe something happens to WordPress. Like, we don't think anything's going to happen to WordPress. But maybe one day they're like, no, we don't want any third-party plugins ever. Bingo. And then you're screwed, right? Um, it's like people who make money just using Google AdSense on their site, and that's it. Like, I've known a number of people who were making eight, ten thousand $10,000 a month on Google AdSense, and then all of a sudden their account gets banned, and they don't explain why, and they didn't do anything wrong. Somebody else just, you know, kind of click-bombed them or whatever, and they're out. So diversification is important, I think. Um, but, but you know, that's why building an email list is, is really important because, you know, you could take that with you anywhere. So hopefully you're doing that, and it, I'm, I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, so... That's the only sort of worry, but I think it's a completely smart thing to do. I don't think WordPress is going anywhere uh, anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I think uh, it's been a great interview, and I think that part of the reason why I love what you do and why you've been so successful is you haven't fallen into that trap of, I'm just going to do AdWords, pay-per-click, and Facebook <laughs> ads, and push all this stuff and pump all this stuff, because you know... You see these people falling off around you. You see Panda updates. You see Facebook changing the way they do their likes to their pages. Hmm. Uh, you know, the flash in the pan marketer is no no longer here from two years ago unless they've, you know, pivoted or whatever. But I think one of the best things you've done is just create a valuable brand that just resonates yourself, right? That's all we can really do at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we nobody's like any of us, so we should use ourselves to our best advantage. And, uh, you know, that's why my personality is my site, and that's why it's cool that everybody knows you, Matt. You know, you're yep. not just like the company who talks about WordPress, you're Matt, right? And so, right. you know, people can remember you talk about you when you meet them in person, they're going to call you by name, and that's the right. coolest thing in the world. Uh, so, you know, you could use that in your marketing with your software, too. Like, I I want to know who's behind everything I purchase. You know, that'd be awesome. That's how I've been become how I've become very successful with affiliate marketing because a lot of people were just like, oh, here's a link, go buy it. And I'm like, oh, no, here's the product. Here's how I use it. Here's a video. Here's the founder. Here's an interview with him. So it just kind of gets rid of all those, you know, fears that people have when making a purchase because, you know, people aren't going to buy something just because it's there. They want to know who's behind it. One last question I didn't ask that Lisa reminded me of. Have you been to a WordCamp yet, and do you plan on going to one? I haven't been to a WordCamp, but I'd love to. I know a lot of friends who have, and they enjoy it. They've spoken at it. You know, yeah. Perhaps there's some speaking opportunities there as well because I'm falling in love with that craft. But I haven't yet, but I would, I would love to. Um, so any information that any of you have on that, you know, shoot me a tweet or something. Especially, I, I live in San Diego, so if there's anything going on, I'd love to check yeah, the, it out. I believe the San Diego one just got postponed. It was supposed to be this sometime from now to the end of the year, but it got postponed. They're looking for new leadership, but WordCamp San Francisco, which is the biggest one, happens in October. How many people uh, attend that? Uh, WordCamp San Francisco, probably 2,000, wow. 2,500. Awesome. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, and another one that you'd be interested in that I go to uh, is Pressnomics, uh, which is put on by the folks that run uh, Pagely web hosting. And that's huge. That's in Phoenix. Uh, it's just WordPress businesses. So it's just like folks like me and, and our audience that are just WordPress entrepreneurs building product. Um, it's just focused on that. And that's in Phoenix, and that happens in January 2015. January. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for uh, that. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to jump into the second segment, what's in your toolbox. Is there an app that you live and die by uh, in your day-to-day -day routine? 
<laughs> uh, there, there's a few. I think Evernote is is definitely up there in terms of keeping things organized. You know, I have a philosophy of just-in-time learning, which if you don't know what it is, you know, there's so many amazing podcasts, blogs, videos out there that all talk about all these different kinds of things. I have to be very, very efficient with the work that I do because I don't have very much time. I spend most of my day, my kids are napping right now, so I have a little bit of time, but uh, I do most of my work between 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. That's that. I only work during, during those hours. Uh, you know, I'm the most creative at that time. I can get more done in two hours at night than I can get done eight hours during the day because I'm constantly getting interrupted with by my kids and, you know, I'm I want to be with them as much as I can. That's why I do what I do. So I do that. But in terms of learning, you know, I don't want to miss out on any of the amazing stuff. And I, at one point, was reading every single blog post that came my way, listening to all the podcasts, and I was getting nothing done. So I only learn what I need to do to finish the next task that I'm on. That's my main productivity motive right now. But I keep everything filed. Everything that I come across, I just, you know, I use Evernote Web Clipper on the web or I just, you know, drop into my folder on Evernote uh, anything that I might need for the future. So, you know, at some point when I do want to learn about something else, I'll go into Evernote and all the information I need is right there already. So it helps uh, in that regard as well. So, I mean, I live and die through Evernote for sure. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to jump into the lightning round. I'll ask you a series of quick questions. You have a series of quick answers. Boom. What's the one plugin you cannot live without besides your own? I would say lead pages right now. Uh, a favorite WordPress or business book, or probably in your case, just a business book. Well, right. I mean, right now I'm a very, I'm on, I'm big on a very, or I'm on a very big Malcolm Gladwell sort of uh, run, um, and I, I just finished David and Goliath, which is, was very inspirational and very good for me. Um, it's not, you know, completely business related, but I, I, I think that that's one that I'm really, really enjoying right now. Uh, if I had to recommend one as like required reading, it would be How to Win and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yes, that is a good one. Uh, what's the best business uh, or career advice you ever received? It was, let's see, and I sort of shared this already, you know, focus on the relationships. You can't get ahead without the influence of other people in your life and the connections that you make. So, you know, when you go to these pod camps, you know, do what you can to uh, connect with as many people as possible. That, that was something that was uh, great for me to learn from some of my mentors because I was such an introvert. And I just right. kind of waited for people to come to me, and I would just sit there, and I wouldn't raise my hand in the back of the class, like all the way back to childhood. It was only when I started to, to realize that nothing bad is going to happen if I just, you know, start a conversation. Um, you know, what's the worst that can happen is something I ask myself all the time, uh, and and asking myself that has really helped me push forward. Yeah, that's that's exactly how this show started. Same thing, uh, seeing folks that were uh, at WordCamps and afraid to talk to each other and and talk to the sort of the big names in WordPress. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to start a show <laughs> where we talk that's to awesome. these people, and that's it. Um, if WordPress didn't exist, is there another CMS that you would have that you'd be using? I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Nice. I, 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 WordPress is it for me. I mean, there's what, like Joomla and some other? I, had, I know nothing about any of those yeah. things. Awesome. Um, we're, we're happy to have you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, who should I interview next? Who should you interview next? Uh, have you had Clay Collins on? I haven't, but I've written him down. <laughs> he, I'm gonna I'm reach out to him. Goods, man. Like yeah. he, he, I mean, you heard him on on one nineteen and uh, episode seventy eight, which he was on before, was the most commented on and second highest downloaded episode. Yeah, seven hundred comments. Seven, That's insane. Yeah, seven hundred fifty comments, which is ridiculous. So uh, yeah, I would definitely interview him. 
And is there one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh, that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that question. Um, you know, a lot of people enjoy listening to what my typical day is like because that really uh, gives a good snapshot of why I do what I do. You know, I talked about a little bit about my schedule, but, you know, I wake up in the morning, play with my kids all day, cook lunch, and my wife wakes up. I let her sleep in because she has the hardest job in the world watching the two kids from home. That's all she does. Uh, then we run our errands during the day. Like, we go to Target or go grocery shopping. It's awesome because there's, like, parking right up front, and there's no line because it's, like, midday. And then we come home. We play in the backyard or maybe play soccer or something. And then we cook dinner, and then we put the kids down. We read and um, just... I work after that. That's that's what my day is like, and I love every single waking moment of it. I mean, I'm I'm amped when I wake up because I get to play with my kids, but I'm also amped when I put them down because I could start doing what I love doing in my business. It's really cool. I, I struggled big time at first with you know blending those two worlds, um, and you know you can't not completely separate them. But it it got so bad where I was like talking with my wife or playing with my kids, and I'd like be thinking about the next blog post or that new business idea I had. It just wasn't fair. And um, it was only after some really legit heated conversations with my family that, you know, I finally got my head on straight. And, um, you know, that's how I, that's how the schedule's been now. However, next month is going to change because my son's going to preschool. So we all have to wake up earlier and bring him. It's going to change everything. But, I mean, that's really <laughs> what being an entrepreneur, being a parent is all about is just adapting to the situation at hand and, you know, doing what you can with the, the cards that are given to you. Yeah. Well, Pat, uh, it's awesome to see what this has all done for you and, and the lifestyle it's been able to afford you. And I wish you nothing but the best. I'm a fan, been a fan for years now. Uh, so mm -hmm. awesome stuff. Where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, smartpassiveincome.com. And, uh, you know, if you just want to say a quick thanks right now, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this in the future, just at Pat Flynn on, on Twitter. I'd love to say hi back. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, everybody else, matreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list, matreport.com slash join. Uh, that's the membership site. It's where we talk about all this stuff in private with the community in the forums and all that fun stuff. Love to see you there, matreport.com slash join. Thanks, everybody.